You see, when Peter was walking over the water, he was walking, it was like, can be seen as walking over his problems, staying above his problems. The problem was there. The water was there. But Peter was walking over it. As long as his focus was on who? Jesus. He did not sink. But the moment he shifted his focus from Jesus and he began to see the storm, he began to sink. But as long as his focus was on Jesus, he remains afloat. At the center of it all, it's you that I see. Whatever you are going through, brethren, never lose focus. Of who? Jesus. Because he is bigger than the biggest, stronger than the strongest. Jesus is you that I see. You see, when you look at the scriptures, there are some texts when you read them, or there are some books in the scripture, because of the theme of the, of, the, of the book and what they say, they give them names. For example, if you look at the book of Sons of Solomon, they call it the book of law. Praise the Lord. Because of the expression of love that was so evident in that scripture. If you also look at lamentation, they call it the weeping prophet. Praise the Lord. But there's a scripture that I want us to look at today as we look at the issue of joy. Children, please, can you please be silent, please? We are in a class today, so I just wanted to be quiet. Teachers, let us, all these children, The book of Philippians is regarded as the book of joy, letter of joy. Paul wrote a letter to the poor Philippi, and he expressed joy in many of the things he said in that scripture, in that letter, telling them to rejoice. But do you know that when Peter was writing this letter, Paul, sorry, when he was writing this letter, what was he? was in prison. Somebody in incapacitation was still telling people outside to rejoice. He chose that time to write them a letter about the need for them to rejoice. One would have expected that because of what he was going through, no, something of joy would not be in his mind. But he said to rejoice. Praise the Lord. And particularly when you go to Philippians 4 4. Philippians 4 4. Can you make this place on the screen, please? It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say what? Rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. Not sometimes. Not once in a while. He expects us to rejoice always. At all times. That is the expression of God for you and me. 
I asked myself, why is it that it's asking to do so? Is it possible to do so always? And that would make me to understand that joy is life. Hello? Joy is what? Life. A life without joy is a dead life. It's dead. It may be here physically. But indeed, when there is no joy in the life of a man, that man at present is a walking corpse. Praise the Lord. There may be a semblance of life, but the real life is not there when there's no joy. Whatever you do. And the scripture tells me that as well. So look at the book of Joel, Joel chapter 1. Joel 1 12. Joel 1 12. You can hear me this place on the screen, please. It says, The vine is dried up, and the fig tree languishes. The pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree. Even all the trees of the field are withered because joy what is withered from the sons of men. Every tree is withered because what is lacking? Joy. When joy is lacking in the life of man, a man, every other thing around that man is down. I can read this scripture maybe from the B from, 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 from the B part of it. You can say, because joy is withered away from the sons of men, the vine is dried up, the fig tree languishes, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field. Praise the Lord. You can see where it is important that statement in Philippians 4 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, what? Rejoice. Because the contrary of that is what? Death. So, a, 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 a career, that you have a career, and you are not joyful in that career. You are going to, job, you are going to work every day, you are not happy. That job is what? Dying. A relationship that you are in, and you are not joyful in that relationship, Regularly, that relationship is what? Dying. That is why it is important for us to, to express joy at all times. The devil has threefold ministry to steal, to kill, and to do what? To destroy. But the first thing he steals from you is what? Your joy. The devil will not see away your joy. Say rejoice always. That's what the Bible says in the book of Abacoc. That no matter what is happening around me, I will praise the Lord. Abacoc. Chapter 3. Abacoc 3, 7 to 19. Let's read it. So joy is very important for you as a believer. Abacoc 3. It says, Although the fig tree shall not blossom, neither shall fruit be in the vines. The labor of the only shall fail, and the fish shall eat no meat. The flock shall be cut off from the fold, and there shall be no earth in the soil. Yet, are you what? I will rejoice in the Lord. 
I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength, and He will make my feet like what? Like His feet. Is she talking to somebody here today? And He will make me to walk upon my eye places. That shall be a portion of the name of Jesus Christ. He will make my feet like the His feet. You will walk upon your high places. Though things around me may not look good, I will rejoice. I will rejoice. You see, let me tell you something. If you are waiting for the time you receive something, if you are waiting for the time that you receive something before you rejoice, you may pursue that every that thing and you never join today. If you are waiting for something before you can express joy, you may, may, you may miss the opportunity to experience joy today. You may miss the opportunity to experience joy in your today. There is so much to enjoy in today. There is so much to rejoice for today. But if you are looking for that thing tomorrow, you will miss the opportunity of enjoying today. Praise the Lord. I've got joy like a river. Joy like a river. Joy like a river in my soul. Oh, yes, Lord, I've got joy. the Lord. So it's very important for us to know that, you know, joy is key to life. It's key to livelihood. If you cannot express joy, the devil is winning the battle over your life. If in your marriage you're not experiencing joy, then you need to do what? To attack it. The devil wants you just, just like, just look at the job, for example. You go to work every morning. And when you are going, you are not happy. That, that job is dying. You better move, move on. Praise the Lord. So it's very important for us to experience joy. Joy is life. I'm talking about joy is life today. And we'll be looking at essentials, some essentials of joyful living. What are the Essential things you need to have for joyful living. Or I can say, what are the recipes for joyful living? What do you need to have a joyful living? Praise the Lord. Let us look at the schedule. Philippians 1. Philippians 1. I think we're reading from... From 1-21. Philippians 1, 1-21. Five essentials of joyful living. I see how far I can go today. But let's start from uh, the first one. If you want to enjoy life, if you want to have joy in your life, 
Always look at things from God's perspective. Look at things from God's perspective. If you look at things from your own perspective alone, you will struggle, brother. You will struggle. Philippians 1. I will read from verse 1 to 21. And I'm, please, I'm going to read this scripture from the message translation. The message translation. Can you please change the message translation? Philippians 1. 1 to 21. It says, or oh, let me read from 12. Let me read from 12 so that I can shorten it. From 12. Philippians 1 from 12. Please, the message translation of it. Okay. See, I want to report to you. I want to report to you, friends, that my imprisonment here has had the opposite of its intended effect. Instead of being squashed, the message has actually what? Prospered. All the soldiers here and everyone else too found out that I am in jail because of this Messiah. That piqued their curiosity and now they have learned all about him. Not only that, but most of the followers of Jesus here have become far more sure of themselves in the faith than ever. Speaking out fearlessly about God, about the Messiah. It's true that some here preach Christ because with me, because with me out of the way, they think they will step right into the spotlight. But the, other, but the others do it with the best art in the world. One group is motivated by pure love. Knowing that I'm here defending the message, wanting to help. The others, now that I'm out of the picture, are merely greedy, hoping to get something out of it for themselves. Their motives are bad. They see me as their competition. And so the worse it goes for me, the better they think of them. So how am I to respond? Listen to this. That's what Paul saying. How am I to respond? How do I respond? Sorry. Thank you. How do I respond to this issue? I have decided that I really don't care about their motives. Whether miss, bad, or indifferent. Every time one of them opens his mouth, Christ is what? Proclaimed. So I just will do what? Share them all. And I'm going to keep that celebration because, going because I know how it's going to turn out. Through your faithful prayers and the generous response of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, everything he wants to do in in and through me will be done. Amen. Everything that you want to do through me, in me, will be done. I can hardly wait to continue on my course. I don't expect to be embarrassed in the least. On the contrary, everything happening to me in this jail 
only serves to make Christ more what? Accurately known. Hallelujah. Regardless of whether I live or die, they didn't shut me up. Hallelujah. So they didn't do what? Shut me up. They gave me what? A pulpit. Hallelujah. They gave me a pulpit. Alive. I'm Christ's messenger. Dead. I'm what? His bounty. Life for us life. More life. I can't do what? Lose. You can't lose. Tell yourself, I can't lose. Tell your neighbor, you cannot lose. Praise the Lord. I can't lose. Anyhow you see it, I can't lose. This was a man seeing things from whose perspective? God's perspective. Hallelujah. When you see things from God's perspective, you know, things become clearer to you. Things that you need to worry about, you don't worry about them again. You see, the way you look at that problem is much important than the problem itself. The way you look at the problem you are going through is much more important than the problem itself. When you see the problem more than yourself, that's when depression sets in. That is when you, you begin to, to look down at yourself. But look at the way Apostle Paul reacted here. He said, they didn't shut me up. They just gave me what? A pulpit. They thought they were shutting me up. But they gave me a pulpit instead. So he didn't see the problem. He saw the solution in the problem he was going through. Praise the Lord. Your view of your problems, your understanding of your problems, your focus on your problem can make all the difference in the world. The way you view your challenges can make all the difference in the world. But what you call a problem to someone else is not a problem at all. Hello? What you call a problem is not a problem at all. Some to them, their problem is that they are looking for a job. They don't have a job. Some have a job. And in that job, they don't have enough peace on the job. They want to get out of that job. Their own problem is the job that you are looking for. They have it, but it's the problem to them. Some are not married. It's a problem to them. Some are married and it's a problem to them. Hello? Praise the Lord. So you, you realize that, you know, depending on the stage of life you are, there's always one thing or the other that you want to experience. But there's a lot you can experience where you are now. So you don't see the way of today, your job today, because of what you're open for tomorrow. Don't take away your today because of what you're looking for tomorrow. 
There's so much to enjoy in today. So much to rejoice about. So Paul was not looking at his incarceration as a problem. He was seeing it as a solution. He said, now I'm in the prison. I have the opportunity. If I have not been in prison, the people that are in prison, the guards that I'm in chain with every day, they will not understand why I'm in prison. But now I'm in prison, they now know that, ah, there's a Christ. This is the reason why this man is in prison. See, they saw him as a messenger of Christ. And because of the way they, they were handling him that time, the, 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 the situation was that every four, four hours, a guy will come and replace another guy. They will change him to him. So he had the ability to, to, talk, for, to, to talk to the person every four, four hours. So he was reaching out. He was not seen from his problem. He was even telling people that house had to rejoice. Imagine when they receive that letter, how can this man be in the prison and tell us to rejoice? But he says things from different, from different perspectives. People were, some people were preaching just because they said this one is out of the way. We cannot position ourselves and be better. See, a lot of people have taken and said, oh, these people want to take their place. No, he said, let them do it. Either for a good reason or for a bad reason. Christ is what? Preached. So he was rejoicing about that as well. See, I cheered them on. Praise the Lord. And that's why personally, you know, I don't criticize churches. Many of us are here today. You will not be Christian if every church is like deeper life. Do you understand what I'm saying? If every church, I'm not talking now about deeper life. Get the point. What I'm saying is that the doctrine is so strict. It's so strict that many of us cannot walk into church like that. You want to be able to express yourself in another way. But there are other churches that make your landing to be very, very easy. You are coming from the world. You are very, very bad. That was the way I was, my brother. Very, very bad. And I was looking for a place to worship. And I can never go to the lab. No, where I was coming from. They will send me out. Praise the Lord. But I found a place where I was comfortable. Where I can easily mix with them. Where they don't care the way I do my things. But there I met Christ. And when I met Christ, I realized that I need to move on to know him the more. Praise the Lord. But they gave me a landing in Christianity. They gave me a platform. So whatever is it, somebody is preaching or in ministry. The bottom line is that some lives have been touched. Some lives have been transformed. And those people, when they find, when, when their eyes open, they will say, I don't belong here. I need to move on. So, see things from the perspective of God. Whatever you are going through, see it from the eyes of God. Another time you can be seeing the life of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. No one was being persecuted, when he was being arrested, when he was being taken away. The people around him were not happy. But he knew where he was going to. He had already prayed. He said, not my will. What? Let your will be done. So he knew that's the will of God for him. And he was ready to, to, to go through it. 
Because he knew if he didn't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Hello? So he saw it from that perspective. He needs the Holy Spirit to be here with us. He said, let me go. For if I don't go, the Holy Spirit will not come. Praise the Lord. So he saw it from that perspective. If he didn't go, he will not go and prepare a place for you and me. Say, I go to do what? To prepare a place. That where I am, you may be what? There also. So he saw it from that perspective. And that's why he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. When you see things in the light of God, it will be easy for you to respond. In fact, you can even do things better. If you look at Joseph, when Joseph was in prison, when he was in prison, if he had closed his eyes and began to blame everybody for being in prison, and he behaved anyhow, when those guys were you know, trying to share their dreams, they would not go to him because he would be like somebody that nobody talks to in prison. But because he, he, he did not see it that way, he was open to everybody. And they could approach him. And that was why they discovered the talent. That was where they were able to share their dreams with him. That was why he was able to tell them their dreams. And then, what happened? The time came for him to move to the palace. But if he had not been like that in the, palace, in the prison, it would have been a different case for him. Praise the Lord. So see things from the perspective of who? God. Because he said in his word, all things work what? Together for good. For those that trust God, for those that are called according to his purpose. Things will work for your good in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise the Lord. Because what you worry about, what you are dying for, may be God's plan for you, for you to get to your next level. Next level. Praise the Lord. God's will be done in your life in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See things from the perspective of God. In the book of James, James 1, 2 to 4. James 1, 2 to 4. I, I read from the message translation. Scripture says, Consider it a sheer gift, friends. When tests and challenges come as, at you from all sides. From how many sides? From all sides. You know that under prayer, your faith, faith, faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of it of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so you become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. Maybe what God is using to train you for your next assignment. The Lord Almighty will help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The second point I will share today. To have a joyful living. Is live life with God priorities. Live life with what? 
God's priorities. If you want to quickly go down, you know, in the mood of depression, listen to people's criticism of you too much. People may not have any good thing to say about you, but God has a lot of good things to say about you. See, my thoughts towards you are not of evil, but they are what? Of good. To give you a hope and what? A future. Praise the Lord. Live life with God priorities. That was what uh, Paul did in that prison. He lived life with God priorities. Despite all the things that he knew was happening. Despite the fact that he knew that these people are preaching because they, they, they felt that it is out of the out of the way now. We can do it our way. But he has God priority in mind. Whether they do it or I do it, who's being preached? Jesus. So his focus was on God. Not on the other things. You know, when you start struggling for the things of the world, I'm telling you, you may have a, a joyless life. But when Christ is your main focus, and you think about it around everything you go through, you know that there's, there's a reason why you're passing through that experience. That's why my, my scripture, the scripture I love so much in the scripture, in the book, is Matthew 6, 3. It says, seek ye what? First, the kingdom of God. And what? And his righteousness. And what will happen? Every other thing shall be added to you. Seek ye first. Put it first. If he had not put that first there, that first make the difference in that scripture. But it says, seek ye the kingdom of God. No. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Live life with God priorities. What is important for you is your relationship with God. How you are doing with God. How you are going along in his, in his household. See, every other thing will be added unto you. Not may, will be, shall be added unto you. When you put God first, He says, if I can take care of the grass of the feed, of the bears in the air, and I can take care of them. How much more you that I make in my own image? How will not how will I not think about you and take care of you? But there's something that we have always struggled with. We, we run after the other things. What I call uh, they call it jara, it's not jara they call it, you know, the addition. The main thing we leave it behind. Set God priorities for your life. He knows the thoughts he has towards you. They are good. If you want to enjoy life, put God first. He cares about you. Let him be the center of your life. Seek him at all times. And will give you every other thing. He will take care of every other thing that you worry so much about. Recycle joyful living. Set God priority first. 
and the wisdom you need to make a difference, to do things extraordinary, it will be given to you. Praise the Lord. I want to read that scripture for you again in Philippians 1. The last part of it. It says, On the contrary, on the contrary, everything happening to me in this jail only serves to make Christ more accurately known. Regardless of whether I live or I die, they didn't shut me up. They gave me what? A puppet. Alive, I am Christ's messenger. Dead, I am his bounty. Life versus even more life. I can't lose. You will not lose. In the name of Jesus. I declare to you again, you will not lose. Let's be on our feet. You cannot lose. You will not be a loser. I don't know what you are going through that is heavy in your heart today. God is saying to you, you will not be a loser. In the name of Jesus Christ. Just hold our hands. Let's hold our hands together. The son that says, He never let me fall. My love never let me fall. He is never weary. He will not let me fall. He will not let me fall. He will not. challenges you are going through you will not be a loser you shall overcome in the name of Jesus so pray for the person on your right and your left say this one will not be a loser in the name of Jesus God will grant you victory no matter the circumstances challenging you are going through today you will overcome you will overcome. You will not be a loser. In the name of Jesus. Because at the center of it all is God that we see. I will not be a loser. In the name of Jesus. How will you overcome?
going to sing a song that says, How we overcome. How we overcome. We somebody here today the reason why you are struggling with the circumstances you had now is because you have got your priority wrong if you just put focus on the bigger picture bigger picture on that situation and if you don't react just anyhow to the things you are saying but you see the bigger picture you have peace in your heart but you are troubled now there's no peace in your heart because you always see the small details you're not looking at the bigger picture and that small picture you are looking at, you know, just create an impression in your heart and you act on that. God wants us to see the bigger picture on that situation. And when you begin to see the bigger picture, you have peace in your heart. You have joy. You will react differently to issues. And the Lord will help you to see things in his light in the name of Jesus Christ thank you Jesus in Jesus name we pray praise the Lord let's put our hands together for Jesus